Hi, this is Robin from Dating After 50 with Robin and Julie. Tonight, we talk about red flags, and we have some real conversation. Both of us are pretty vulnerable when it comes to the red flags that we might be. Anyway, if you're sensitive to language, please listen with care. Enjoy the episode. All right, we're back with another episode of Dating with Over 50 with Robin and Julie. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh my God. How are you doing, Jules? Doing good, Robin. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. It's a Tuesday night here where we're at and feeling good. So, yeah, how are you doing? Feeling good. Summer, summer evenings. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. night. I know. I was. Um, I was talking to somebody about, you know, dating and being out and about and how COVID has just kind of blew that, blown that out of the water. Although <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know what? It is what it is. But I wanted to talk tonight about I'm wearing my red shirt <laughs> for those of us, those of you who are watching on YouTube, um, because we're going to talk about red flags. Oh, Yeah. Danger, 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 <laughs> danger, danger. Oh my God. And how many times I'm, I'm colorblind. <laughs> that was before the fifties. Like, yeah. like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, that's not red. That's, you know, mm, I don't know. Something else. <laughs> not red. All right. So I found this thing online and I just kind of wanted to talk to you about it because, um, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I have always been like, because of my upbringing, blah, 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 rah, 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 whatever. Um, I was taught to think that, you know, chaos or hot and cold behavior or, you know, manipulation, that was part of a relationship, you know? So, you know, it just, to me, like that was normal. So going right. out into the dating world, you know, I, you know, I could think, oh, maybe something's off, but it was familiar. <laughs> right, and we all seek the familiar. Like we, we, we actually unconsciously seek to repeat those same patterns and, and behavior that we saw modeled for us growing up, right? Because it's, it's familiar and comfortable in its own way. Yeah, I mean, I look at it now, I mean, in my 50s, and I look back at like the relationship that my parents had, and I'm like, like so much drama, so much chaos, so much instability that it was no wonder. Like, I'm not beating myself up at all, you no, know, but, no. but like just, you know, well, of course, when someone was treating me kindly and nicely and the way they should, it just felt off and wrong. And, oh my God, you know, they're, you know, it's just boring. <laughs> you know? It's just like, but so the absence of drama and chaos or tension or conflict or whatever meant that there was something off like that was yeah it was backwards it was yeah like um oh interesting like that's not how i'm interpreting it now of course not no but at the time like you know i had this wonderful um boyfriend like i'd have these wonderful boyfriends you know and they were really really good um, but wasn't, didn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And then of course, you know, you get into these relationships that are dramatic or unstable and like they didn't feel good. Not really. No. But I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always felt right. like there was something wrong with me or, um, you know, mm-hmm. like, so, like so, I needed to, flawed. yeah, I needed to do something different to make this person be what I wanted them to be, which wasn't, was so confusing because I don't really know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want you to be the person that you are now, but I don't know where I want you to be or what, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's probably the simplest way, you know? So after, you know, so now dating, um, well, and then like, I had a good relationship, but it was long distance. So it was really kind of unavailable. And then when that broke up, like I, I felt like the scarcity piece, like nobody, I'm never going to feel like that again, you know, cause it was like, Oh, <gasps> You know, if I showed you yeah, a picture, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I showed you a picture, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah." Get it. <laughs> yeah, and especially the long distance can only add fuel to that fire, so to speak, right? Because it's not, it it's not a real relationship in its fullest sense. It, it it's close, but when you're not integrated more into each other's lives, it can only be so much. Right. It's always the vacation. Exactly. It's a weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're doing vacation-y things. You're not doing, you know, so, but like, you know, then when that broke up, like I, I felt like the abandonment is, so this is like another red flag, you know, in myself is like, and so now what I'm comparing things now, you know, if I feel like that abandonment thing, like, I wonder, you know, like, I wonder what's going on within me. Like, it's almost like a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I like how you, you look at the red flags, not just issues with the other person, but then also the feelings that are being invoked in you and how that could be a red flag. Well, yeah, because I think, you know, I've done a lot of growth, mm-hmm. but there's still the traumas from like not only the childhood thing, which again, like not blaming the childhood, it just comes up. Right. And so if it gets triggered, I always have to say to myself, well, what's happening here? Is this the behavior of the other person or is this coming? Is this something that I have to look at? You know, so it's, it's very interesting. Like, like dating at this age is interesting or like trying to develop a relationship, you know, is interesting. Well, and I think, you know, when it, you've nailed it in terms of a benefit of being this age and having gone through several relationships, long-term, you know, things like that, where we've, and we've done some work on ourselves and continue to do so, so that we are much more aware of red flags in other people or, or feelings that come up with in, in us as we're in these relationships or dating or whatever it is. Um, compared, you know, compared to how I was in my early twenties, for example. Yeah. I I don't think I would have known a red flag unless it was like on fire, you know, under my nose. I mean, it just, it was (laughs) like, huh? Like it just, just, just the lack of experience with everything. Um, Mm -hmm. so definitely a benefit at this age, uh, 
just being able to see those things much more clearly and I think quickly and knowing what mine are and um, what I'll tolerate, what I won't tolerate. And, you know, I think for me, just looking back a little bit, um, coming from quite a different background, my parents' relationship marriage was devoid of any drama. I mean, I, I didn't see much emotion at all. So it was kind of almost the opposite. Like it was just a very like, it was almost like glorified roommates. Um, I did see some passive stuff being played out between the two of them, um, which was uncomfortable to witness and because yeah. you don't understand it. Like, why is mom drop, dropping dad's steak on the floor when he's not around? Oh, I didn't expect that. Lots of rolling the eyes behind each other, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so uncomfortable tension, but nothing was ever dealt out, really. Um, so I kind of just was taught, you know, identified with my mother primarily. I was taught to just take things, to just like deal with it. That's what you have to put up with to have a man. And of course, having a man was of primo importance. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in that, in that, in their viewpoint, you know, and for me, you know, that was one of their life goals for me was to get married and have a man support me. That was like the end all and the be all. Um, so I was taught, well, you know, that's, that's what a woman does is just deals with things that, you know, are red flags and just either pretend like it doesn't bother you or just stuff it down and you know just let mm -hmm. it go be below the surface and just pretend like it doesn't bother you right yeah, yeah. So that's what i was steeped in <laughs> yeah my mom was pretty like emotional and dramatic i mean think erica kane you know oh, but, yeah. On, yeah. but on steroids like she just but she was like she could be really cruel I don't, not only to my dad, but, you know, to, to us, I'm like, it was kind of like, huh, you know, like, so that kind of behavior became, if it happened in a relationship or dating, it became like, again, that normal, mm -hmm. um, you know, like looking back at who I was in my twenties, when I was thinking about getting married, like if that occurred now, like, yeah. There wouldn't like the red would barely, barely, barely flash, and I'd be done. You know. Yeah, like you know, deal breaker kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or rude to other people. That's a big red flag. Big, Me too. big, big. Me too. Um, and I've had that in relationships. You know how they how people treat others. Oh yeah. Especially yeah. people that have nothing to like that they can't gain from right that just are, are are there to you know help out or or just provide some sort of assistance or you know like just calling a customer service agent in the business you know yeah <laughs> right yeah that kind of thing yeah that's a huge red flag for me and servers and and people out in the service industry how they're treating those people oh yeah and then the road ragers yeah right i was i was married to one me too hey, i'm hoping he's so much better i'm like but You're this so is back then oh my god i'd be like 
Oh my God. The dashboard. And then kind of ducking when they pass over. Like, I'm not with them. (laughs) So, like, yeah. (laughs) That and the, um, what's the other one? Oh my God. When, when they would be talking trash about the person or, or saying some comment loud enough for them to hear, but they'd be off this way and you'd be like next to them and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, I would be like so embarrassed. Yeah, it's kind of mortifying. Yeah. It's so mortifying. And like now, like now if that even occurs with a friend, I get mortified. Like it occurs very rarely with my friends, but sometimes I'm like, oh my God, if I was on a date, I'd be hightailing it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like see ya <laughs> oh look at the bus I gotta catch it um, <sighs> yeah have you ever had someone kind of love bomb you at the beginning of a relationship that's a big mm. red flag for me oh my god like you're the they best thing come on so strong and you're perfect and you're just the most wonderful thing and where have you been all my life and gifts or whatever you know I had a guy tell me that he loved me on the second date <gasps> He was in, madly in love with me, and you're like, do you know my middle name? Yeah, I, yeah. I said, do you do you know like where I live? Like, <laughs> my middle name, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. that's that is scary. That's a huge scary. red flag. Big red flag. Huge red. Because flag. you're like, you don't know me, and I don't know you, and like, okay, so let's just say that was attractive. I would, I'd have to like go. What the hell's going on with me? <laughs> Right? Something wrong. I'm going to dial my therapists. <laughs> my team. Well, and those are the same people, too, that really want to push the relationship along quickly before you're ready. And that's, you know, putting that pressure on to, to advance it into the areas that you're not ready to, to go to yet. And that's kind of a close cousin of that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me very uncomfortable, too. Yeah, and and then like inconsistency. How so? So let's just say they start out that way, the hot and cold thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. and then then all of a sudden you don't hear from them, and you're like, wait, what? Like yesterday you thought I was the queen of the world, and the, today, tomorrow, you know, like I don't hear from you. I don't know what's going on, and that like yanks you around psychologically. You know, that's yeah. a red flag. You know, whenever you're getting yanked around like that. Yeah. Yeah, that blowing hot and cold. You just don't know where you stand. And yeah, that to me means they've got other irons in the fire. And a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. they've got, they're managing multiple people or. Yeah, I call it integrity. Yeah. I can only, da- I really only can date one at a time. Like I've kind of discovered that about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't have the bandwidth for, right. you know, uh, a gang. <laughs> you know, I used to be able to juggle but they were all very casual, kind of, you know, low committal value to all of these things and that I could do. But then once I started to develop feelings for someone, then and, and they were, you know, reciprocated, then I would have to end it or not see these other people because that I could not do. Um, no, I, I just like to invest my time and energy in one person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as I'm getting older and just more serious about what I want. I'm, I'm not interested in just casual dating several people anymore. It just doesn't hold the same appeal like it used to. 
No, I mean, I used to have like several text conversations going on at one time. I was just like, oh yeah. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) This is a full-time job now. Uh, (laughs) You know, and then there'd be always this one conversation I want to get back to because it's way more interesting than the other three I'm having. (laughs) I'm just like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. I even messed up once or twice. uh, Oh yeah. The wrong thing. Or I I tried to... (laughs) copy and paste it to the nether. How was your day? How was your day? <laughs> you already asked me how my day was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told you. You're like, I'm getting senile. I'm old. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so there's, you know, red flags. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm hypersensitive anymore to them, but like, I uh, I don't look for them, but when they do show up, like, it feels... Like I get the right feeling, like this, there's something going on. Right. And my tendency is, my nature is to give the person a, the benefit of the doubt, but you know, not you know, it's tends not to be the right thing to do. You know, to give them the benefit because there's really no benefit in a red flag. It's just gonna, it's just gonna dis. It was a meme, like it's just gonna disappoint you later. <laughs> you know, you're like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also comes from that scarcity consciousness, you know, like, you know, I don't know, one of the apps hinge or whatever, like somebody asked me like, well, how, you know, how many, you know, are you, are you getting a lot of attention? I'm like, no, I'm 58 years old. Nobody's really looking for me. Well, we're kind of in the invisible age. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, or, you know, the younger ones, which I'm okay with, but <laughs> Uh-huh. But men my age, no. you know, unless they look like, you know, uh, you know, they don't take care of themselves, you know, all that stuff. And I'm just like, you know, nope. Yeah. Not that desperate for that. No, no, no. I'd rather, I honestly like being like, this has taught me, you know, that it's okay. It's okay not to have a partner. And that being discerning is not a bad thing. Right. You know, I I used to receive feedback that I was too picky or too picky or too picky. And I, my stock response was, well, I wasn't picky enough in the, in the past. Yes. (laughs) So now maybe, maybe I swung to the other side, you know, the pendulum went to the other end, but I I just, uh, I don't think you're picky. I think you're discerning and you want the right partner. Like settling is the only going to make you unhappy. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And um, I don't, I'm not willing to do that. I don't want to settle. Right. That's that's such a horrible word. Unless you're like terrible. It's terrible. Unless you're a foundation. Or doesn't the uh, some sort of food have to settle when or <laughs> rest? It has to rest when it comes oh. out of the oven. I'm like rest is better than settle. <laughs> I'm just resting. Like a souffle. <laughs> not settling. Yeah, like an angel food cake, a souffle. Or... <laughs> ah, yeah. Like that? You know, yeah. Oh, and I used to. I mean, I really. I have to be honest. I mean, I used to like really have that fear of not, of like, not having a relationship. You know, and now it's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, what I'm in now, like, does serve my yeah. 
needs emotionally. So that's good. But you know also that if you weren't in something, you would be okay. Oh, yeah. And better think, than okay. Yeah, right, right. Because I think better. of all the years of not being okay mm -hmm. and staying with something that wasn't okay and where the, red, the parade of red flags would happen every day. And I'd be like, hmm, hmm, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do about that. Or which, which red flag isn't as bad as the others? <laughs> I used to do that too. Like, well, this guy's got this red flag and that guy's got that red flag. Well, that one's better than that one. You know, just like this kind of justifying and, and trying to talk myself into things. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know if you know who Mark Manson is, but he's a blogger and he's got some great stuff. And he wrote this one blog post called something like fuck yes or fuck no. Oh yeah, and I like that one. Basically, <laughs> basically like if, if you're not saying fuck yes to all kinds of things, it's not just dating, just your, a job, a, a house, then it should be fuck no. And that's, that really, that whole, I, I read, read that blog from time to time because it was so instrumental in, in really kind of solidifying what I kind of already knew, but just to see it in print and it really changed my dating life a lot. Yeah. A lot. I, I like that. And you know what? I like that in all areas. Exactly. You know, like. Friendships, it, it, jobs. Yeah. You, you know, you name it. Definitely. Um, clothes. Like when I go shopping, do, do I love this? No. Okay. Yeah. Fuck no, no then. <laughs> fuck no then. Yeah. No, I totally, I'm totally with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I love that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. The same as like if somebody, um, if you like something and like somebody you're trying to date says, you know, says something about they don't like it. Like the, like I've heard this term of being like, don't yuck up my yum. Mm -hmm. You know? So if they do that, I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I, and I'm very careful to like, I remember like, you know, dating somebody and then, you know, we were shopping and, you know, I saw this cute top and I pulled it out and he's like, Oh, you know, like, that's like way too young for you or something like that. I'm just like, who the fuck are you? I'm not your grandmother. And right. Like don't yuck up my yum, you know, like. Right. Like, that's a good one. I like that. I, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're not together for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that whole negativity and overly critical I've dealt with that a lot um, in, in some relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, always feeling like I'm not good enough or not this or not that or, or, just, or just being with someone in general that's a negative, critical person. Mm -hmm. um, I've had enough of that in, in my lifetime with other people that I, I have no desire to repeat it. So that's a huge red flag to me. Someone that doesn't want to take responsibility for their own life and, and the things that have happened to them. Um, and, you know, someone that blames their exes for, for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always their fault or just um, they're crazy. They're, you know, women yeah. are crazy. You're hysterical. Those are all red flags. Just someone that doesn't really want to look at their own stuff and take responsibility for their own things. Oh, it's so true. Uh, yeah. Eggs. And I think like, 
we could avoid, I mean, this is from this little article here, like, you know, we could avoid a lot of pain, you know, if we take our time to get to know somebody, like, you know, enough, mm-hmm. you know, to like have some time to make sure that like they could be really good potential partners, you know, and I, and like some of the, some of the green lights. um, Yeah. Let's talk green. Yeah. Let's talk green. (laughs) Well, you know, part of it, like getting to know somebody too, is like trying to find out, you know, what their relate, you know, what their childhood was like and any kind of traumas that they might be working on. And like find it very interesting when men will not talk about anything like not to bash their ex or whatever but to like find out what they took away from their past relationships or you know what happened to them in the past that like you know got them here and what are they doing about it that's to me like that like that builds some intimacy and trust and i i want a partner that's able to talk about that stuff oh yeah absolutely someone that has that awareness Mm-hmm. And and the language, the emotive language to talk about these things, and yeah, yeah that knows themselves at the, a deeper level than just the surface of day to day life. Yeah, because yeah, we all know we've been through stuff, especially in this age. Like we've been through stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, and <clears throat> a man of a certain age should have gone through some stuff too, <laughs> and 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 knows how to talk about it and share it. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. what they've learned. They're attractive they've to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it draws me to someone when they can um, open up like that and reveal themselves and just put it out there. Yeah. Then it's interesting to like learn about their relationship with their mother. Well, there you go. <laughs> that tells you everything. <laughs> okay, Dr. Freud. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? And I never paid much attention to that. And I've, I barely lived to tell the tale because being with someone that had so much undealt with baggage and drama and trauma, quite frankly, with his mother Mm -hmm. um, and how that played out in our relationship. I mean, huge. I mean, yep. it's, it, it's, it's, it's really a big deal. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's, in, it's interesting. So like, you kind of know what you're going to get into when you see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's not like I want, I, the thing I'm in, I like that his relationship seems to be a healthy one and a caring one, you know? Um, and respectful and respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, that's just what I get from it. You know, I've never seen him in action with his mom. So who knows? <laughs> Imagine consistent with what he's told you. Well, just the warmth he has, like, you know, and then, you know, just the, you know, the warmth and it seems genuine. Whereas a previous relationship, like, it seemed obligatory more than anything. Yeah. Like, I didn't sense a deep connection. And I didn't, I mean, like, you know, there was care and love, of course. But I was just kind of like, huh, okay, this is an interesting dynamic. Yes, for sure. You know, 
like it was uh, almost an obligatory kind of a thing. Well, the first the first time I met, you know, he she was super critical to him, and I was like shocked. In front of you? Yeah. While you were there. Uh huh. The very very first time we met. Wow. Yeah. So. That told you a lot right there. It really did. And then I felt sorry. Well, see, I, since I'm an empathetic person, then I felt sorry for him and very protective of him. Of course. You know, and all that. And then, you know, of course. Um, you know, I noticed, like, with my ex-husband, he always wanted the approval of the female people in his life. You know, the, the mm -hmm. female that took care of him, that's a long story. It should be a made-for-TV movie, but, you know his sisters raised him. So he was always trying to get that approval. Right. You know, so it's kind of rough, but anyway, back to dating. Let's talk about green, green flags. <laughs> it's like, but you know, it does, we're all human. We all have wounds and stuff. And I, and I kind of feel like I have so much more respect for somebody when they're, when they're like, yeah, this is the crap that I've lived with, but this is how I've, come out of it this is how I deal with it and it's more positive than anything right and we've all had you know childhoods or things that happened that weren't our choice but we can choose how we're going to deal with it going forward and if we're going to make something our story that is always going to be like this big story that defines everything about us then someone has kind of stayed stuck in that period right yeah. they haven't really yeah. learned how to still have the experience and it happened to you but then what have i learned from it how can i grow from it um that is a green light to me mm -hmm. yeah people, for sure people have had trauma in their lives and there's nothing they can do about that i mean they they it was things that were done to them um so but yeah it's how they how they're dealing with it now what they've dealt with it in the past and what's their outlook on it going forward well, this article, I really love this um, willingness, you know, willingness to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, willingness to take ownership for their emotions and behavior. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where somebody was just like, I was nasty to you, um, but you know, they don't really apologize. They don't take ownership. They, they aren't accountable. Their, their behavior is almost like they make an excuse and sometimes they gaslight you and like make you feel bad. Yes. For being upset. I've, I've had that it, very dynamic. It was toxic, actually. Um, yeah. I, I thought I was going crazy. I, I, he had this way of spinning it, so it, it made it seem like what, what he did was my fault. Well, if you right? have, Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I thought I was losing my mind. It was, real, it was probably one of the worst relationships I've ever, it probably is the worst relationship I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, someone that's yeah definitely willing to, <laughs> to take their own stock and, and own up to a mistake or make an apology and, and be genuine and actually mean it. Right. Yeah. And then correct the behavior. Right. Because words are only words. Um, True. So here's one that's huge. <laughs> Willingness to speak honestly and openly even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, well. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't know if you've ever heard, like, 
um, I didn't tell you this or I hid this from you because I didn't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. I didn't want to hurt you. Yeah. So, so withheld. How's that working out for you now? <laughs> I just didn't know it then. Now I know it. It hurts more. Yes, it does. Because then it's like whatever the initial thing was. And then the fact that they withheld this from you makes it that much harder to hear. Yeah. And it's not easy to be honest about things that you're um, uncomfortable. It's really not easy, but everybody's in the same boat. Nobody likes to have difficult conversations. I don't think anybody's like, yeah, let's do this. I'm so on board with difficult conversation. But you know what? I used to Google the shit. You know, I'd be like, how do I have a difficult conversation? Kind of like, how do I have a healthy relationship? Google's yeah. my spirit guide. And so there would be you know, steps on like how to approach that. And so I, it would be really good to like, I mean, like, I'm like, there's no reason in this world why anybody couldn't honestly be honest. And yeah, if it, if you've done something shitty and you are open and honest about it, chances are I may leave you anyway, but I will respect you for being honest. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, and the same, same vice versa. Right. Right. You know, I think, um, you know, it's kind of like if I break my promise to you, but, you know, if I'm saying that I'm going to be honest and open and loyal to you or whatever, and I break that promise, you have every single right to walk away and be upset. You do. You know, like fearing it isn't going to like make the difference, but if you hide it, it's just going to build and be a problem. Yeah. It's just intensifying things and the fallout and the resulting conflict is going to be that much worse. Yeah. Oh my God. Years ago, I checked a book out of the library and I think the title was difficult conversations. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I retained some of it. This was years ago when I was much more timid in my life and much uh, more hesitant to, to speak up. Um, you know, I was raised with, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And I kind of took that a little too far. <laughs> if it were my mom, she, she, this is what she would say, but I, I'm not sure she would actually say it, but this is what she does. You know, if, the, if you can't say something nice, go ahead and say it. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Being nice is another, another topic. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And uh, let's see, willingness to speak honestly and openly. That's, we did that. Um, willingness to set and respect boundaries. Amen. That, that is a, a huge green flag. Someone that is willing to respect your boundaries. I mean, it all falls into that you teach people how to treat you, right? And that's part of it is when you put a boundary down that they're not pushing it or stepping over it or kicking it to the side. They're actually listening and respecting you with, with that. Mm -hmm. And the, the flip side is the red flag when they just plow through the boundaries or push them or make you feel bad for having it or try to cajole you into letting this boundary down and just all that. Yeah, um, you're like, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah so, so someone that 
is is willing to hear what your boundaries are or is willing to work with them is that to me is like probably one of the bigger things I've dealt with in my recent dating life um, with dating and getting things off the ground right when you're in the initial stages of meeting someone yeah and they're they're wanting to oh come on you know it's only 10 30 at night i'm like listen i'm going to bed and getting up the next day for work i i'm not going to meet you out now oh come on oh no i have a boundary if you want to see me then you need to arrange this with me prior yeah. I, I don't hang out at 10 30 11 o'clock at night this yeah this is the kind of stuff you deal with in the dating world right we're 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 adults yeah no yeah and that means adults respect these <laughs> idiot <laughs> And it, it really is a true test of someone, um, how they respond to those things. Yeah. Well, now I kind of notice, like, I really notice when I put, you know, done the work on myself to be like, you know, I'm the VIP, you know, like you don't get here. Right. You don't get invited. Some, right. I've got something you, you want. Yeah. You don't come to the nest without invitation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't just show up. <laughs> my ex-husband did that. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So like yeah. boundaries, yeah. boundaries yeah. are our friends, people. Yeah. Uh, I love the looking at them as green lights and when, when they're happening and going right. And, and when someone, right. is, you know, yeah. Like, especially, yeah. Especially like, you know, when you're talking on, you're talking via text and, and someone like wants to send you a picture of something and you're like, no, thanks. And they, and they respect that. Right. And you know, sometimes I never hear from them again. And it's, Me neither. You, you just, that was my, my expert filtration system in action. That's right. <laughs> the filtration side. Sometimes you feel like you're the sanitation team. Right. Like you got to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> the sanitary district. So. <laughs> right. Here's another one I love. And like this one really like, you know, willingness to put in the work when needed. I love that. I love when. So give, can you get like, how does that play out? In, well, in my mind, like, life? you know, let's just say, you know, you, you've kind of drifted apart or something, you know, like you want to like, come back together you want to connect you want to like work on whatever it is that needs to be worked on and maybe it's better communication maybe it's more frequent sex whatever mm -hmm. you know to be able to like put in that work or that effort or I like effort more than I like the word work but yeah. my last relationship he actually said to me oh well you know relationships are supposed to be easy really since when Oh yeah, that's right. We've had a lot of ease because number one, I've ignored pretty much all your bullshit. <laughs> right. So you've gotten off easy. Yeah, you've gotten off easy. And now I'm actually asking for you to step up, step in, connect, you know, all the things that I should have done earlier. Right. So, but somebody who's like actually values a relationship, someone who actually says, you know, this is relating to you is a priority for me. The relationship is a priority for me and it's important for me to like show up mm -hmm. that to me is the effort that you know that to me is yeah. like yeah 
and, and willing to maybe look at things in a different light or to try something new or you know it kind of take your feedback or your what you're wanting and, and being able to work with that too and not always saying well this is what i think we should do or you know just right. being open to the possibilities of of a new way of doing things yeah like yeah. And i I like to be that for my partner, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to see things through his lens sometimes, you know, I may not agree with it. There may be things that he, he enjoys that I don't, you know, but if it was important for him to him that says, you know, Hey, you know, it's really important for me and you to do this together. Like I want to do this together. I would try it. Why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, I went in a hang glider. Oh. for my ex-husband i did rock climbing i mean all these things i really enjoyed it like hang gliding one was a one-time thing because i'm just like yeah you know i have kids i just really don't want to die today you know? <laughs> don't have that guardianship set up today yeah wasn't quite ready <laughs> like and it just didn't jazz me enough to to do that you know mm -hmm. again or make yeah. it a hobby I think that's that's fine, right? Just, you just wanted to try it and do it with him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Experience it together. Doesn't yeah. mean this be your new thing. Well, and the rock climbing was fun. He is a very good teacher. Oh, that sounds fun. Like he made me feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds really fun. It's scary, but fun. Yeah, totally. All right, let's see. Let's see. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, just take take time. Qualify them you know, speak your truth. I think that's the hardest thing to like move beyond when the way we would grow, 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 how we were raised is really um, owning our truth and speaking our truth and being okay with it. And I think for me, like now it just, you know, there's certain things that I want to say that I may not be saying. And I, and I'm always trying to like, okay, what am I not saying? And how's that going to manifest if I don't? Cause it's going to come out somehow mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a growth thing, you know, sure. and, and I, so far so good. Right. So being my authentic self, I've been more my, my authentic self in this situation than I ever have been. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been the lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Very, very affirming too. Yeah. And like, you know, like, but he creates the space, well, we both do, of like consistency and stability, you know, and vulnerability. We both can do that. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice. It's a nice little thing. You're in alignment. Yeah. yeah. And we're not far, we're not doing futurizing. We're not, you know. Yep. Because that always gets me into trouble. I always think it should be a certain thing. And when I use that word should, then it just goes south. That's so true because it, it's almost implying that what's happening in the present moment isn't the right thing. Like it needs to be something else, right? Yeah. That's I mean, a great way of putting it. The present, and if you're really loving what's happening and, and feeling happy and fulfilled, there's always that nagging. Well, we should be at this stage or we should be doing that or I should be taking them there. Like, and it just, yeah. Yeah. It makes it seem like what, what, you're enjoying is not enough and it, it is <laughs> um yeah and that's kind of where i went went wrong if we were to take out all the red flags that he brought to the party in my last relationship 
like that's where I went wrong trying to like you know get into the future and like lock it down and you know ha but I but I realized that I didn't have that sense of stability you know I didn't have that stability so I was trying to get that stability and like my lizard brain kept thinking oh well if you have a commitment or you have a you know whatever x y or z it could be anything then that's going to indicate that you're okay things are good we're going to stay moving forward which we weren't <laughs> like that security that you were seeking yeah yeah but the security is in myself now of course right but you were looking for it externally is what you're saying yeah and i think we were raised like that you know that you oh, got totally. the you got the yeah. you got the man and that meant stability and security which when the when you really think about it rationally that is so ridiculous completely but when you're steeped in that growing up it, it almost seems natural <laughs> yeah um, and it, and kept like, me, it kept me married a lot longer than i probably should have been oh yeah me too yeah. me too yeah you know but again that familiar familiar instability was present and now like because i don't have like because i am stable within myself it doesn't even matter what my circumstances are mm -hmm. yeah it's having that strong center and just your core like you're you're solid yeah so there could be a tornado going around and you're you're standing straight up <laughs> well and that's a, and it's really funny because you know like think you know i feel my feelings and i and like i obviously can get hurt or triggered or whatever but then i look at it and i'm like it's just data mm -hmm. you know like i don't need to stay here to have more you know what i mean like i don't need to stay in this emotion because it's just data. <laughs> you know? It's right. either a red flag or a green flag, you know? So it's almost all being able to almost detach from yourself and observe yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And then making the choice, do I want to continue in this? Is this serving me? Or I can move through this and, and go to something else, right? Yeah. That, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, let's take it practice. But like, it's also like, it doesn't mean that I don't get sad or I don't cry or I don't freak out. But like, I don't stay there that long because I'm like, that is just giving me information about is this right for me is this wrong for me is this mm -hmm. you know is this an echo from the past what's being you know what is going on but i have a lot of self-awareness so very much you know, <laughs> i would i think you know what do i know i only know what i know within myself until i learn something more you know and that's that's the nice thing about having relationships or dating because you get to learn about yourself even more for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's almost like a mirror is being held up and you're forced to look at yourself very clearly, but it's, it's the interaction and it's the, the combination of, of playing off another person that brings it up to the surface. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes dating worth it. I think mm -hmm. the growth opportunities um, you know, that was used to be my prayer when I, after I got divorced, I'm like, just bring me someone that I could practice with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I got a lot of opportunities with different people to practice different things. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, but it, every single, and this is like something from, you know, the metaphysical and spiritual world that I like to live in is that like every relationship has purpose, every single one of them, whether it's one date, 10 dates, 18 years, every relationship. Even one date? Yeah. Wow. Everything has purpose. Yeah. And so like, I'm always, you know, I'm always now looking at it as like, okay, what am I learning from this? What am I learning from this relationship I'm in now? You know, mm-hmm. I'm learning that, you know, I, that somebody could really appreciate me, mm-hmm. you know, really appreciate me. And like, I can really appreciate him and that we don't have to be perfect and we don't even have to be life partners. And you both sound like it's, it's your authentic selves that you're bringing to this relationship. So it really is you and it really is him. Yeah. I'm still working on stuff though. Yeah. Like, you know, well, no, I, I wasn't implying that you're all done baking. Did you see my halo up here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have an ascended, I'm not an ascended master <laughs> at dating. <laughs> But it does, he gives, you know, there's opportunities to like be like say things or bring up topics that may be difficult for both of us, you know, and like how he's responding is just so, um, he's just giving me that space to be, be okay and be okay with myself and what I want. That's wonderful. Lots of great lessons there. Yep. So somebody listened. there you go yeah this has been fun it has been fun i've learned even more about you this has been great yeah i learned about you too i think we should talk about narcissism next time that will be a fun conversation that seems to be a huge topic right now you know well it's been for a while popular i don't know i mean i've heard various things about it that the true narcissist, it's a very slim margin of the population. I mean, that are true yeah. narcissists. I true think narcissists. Are kind of labeling a lot of selfish behavior and, and, you know, toxic behavior as narcissism when it may not be. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, you're a, very popular right now. Well, let's explore that next time. Okay. <laughs> we're out there in the dating world. Yeah. Any, any, any hot dates coming up for you? Uh, I'm working on one. Um, After we're done taping, I need to reply. I might have a date this weekend. All right. We got to keep us posted. (laughs) (laughs) I got to wait 14 days. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Right. Oh, boy. (laughs) Damn COVID. COVID. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I'm a woman of my own self. I like, you know, again, that gives me time to be. Well, yeah, you've got plenty of other things you can be doing. We know that. And the flirting is the best. There you go. You know, it's that anticipation. That's always a blast. (laughs) That's the best. That really is the best. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. All right. And I love you. And I'm glad everybody, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like and share. And we will see you next time on Dating After 50 with Robin and Julie. Thanks, Robin. Bye, everyone.